It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. Good morning, everybody. It is time for another episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. We have some special guests in the house today. These beautiful women on here. We have uh, Chris, you want to go ahead and make your introduction? Yes, yes. This is my mom, Ethel Stewart. Mom, you gonna say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Thank you for joining us, Miss Ethel. <laughs> Excuse Thanks me. And then, of course, we you. have glad to have you. And then we have my beautiful mom, oh, Miss Pamela you. Dorsey. Hey, mommy. Good morning, everybody. So happy to be here. <laughs> we uh, we wanted to do something a little special for Mother's Day today, and they were willing to participate. <laughs> excuse me, and be a part of things. And so we're excited about having you today. And then, of course, as always, we also have Brother Chris. What's happening, man? Top of the morning. Top of the <laughs> afternoon. Okay, everybody. And then, of course, we also have Christine. How are you doing, Miss Christine? Fantastic. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> <laughs> and we are celebrating motherhood today. We're celebrating. Uh, we have a, a, a big show planned ahead. You're going to um, talk a little bit about, uh, meet more about these ladies, learn some things about your co-hosts, uh, particularly uh, Christy and myself. And then we'll also, a little later on, we actually have another guest who will be coming in and we'll be talking a little bit about millennials in politics uh, because, you know, we are gearing, heading fast towards the uh, midterm elections. And we even have some announcements, you know, we had a Keisha Lance Bottoms announced that she's not running again for yeah. re-election in Atlanta. And so things are starting to heat up a little bit. Even here in Maryland, they're starting to talk about who's going to be running to be the governor. So it's very interesting to kind of get that out there as well. And, and we have a generation that um, is starting to make strides and make, uh, you know, make paths in the in the forge, forge paths in the road of politics. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Uh, but first... Christy, what you got for us in our head notes? I know you got a few things you want to get off your chest. My goodness, Mike, how much time do we have? I, I know I do this every week. Okay, let's let's start. Let's start with um, something I think that shocked everybody this week. Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Listen, what's that song? Money can't buy you love. Listen. If anybody has money, they do. And they are chucking the deuces. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. Like, what is what what just did she just have enough of it? What's going on? Wait a minute, Mike. Why does it have to be that she had enough? Why couldn't it be that he had enough? It could be. Well, I think he's the one who filed, if I write correctly. Oh, he filed? She she. She filed. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She filed for it. Yeah, she filed. So, you know. I, I think what this teaches us as a public is that we're all striving for more and more and more. And typically it is materialistic, you know, and it's like, oh, if I had more money, if I had a 
uh, promotion on my job, if I won a lottery, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right? So I think this is this proves once again that it's about the relationship, the friendship, you know, that you have with your partnership and with your partner rather, and that is what's going to endure. Now they've been together for for a while, twenty seven years. Twenty seven years, wow. and I was reading this article about how uh, fifty and sixty year old couples are, you know, divorcing more now than they have before, and they're like, "Look, uh, I got the the second half of my life to live, and I'm going to be happy," and that's the decision that they're making. But yeah, I I was like, "What?" Wow, that is. I mean, so what's that? I mean, he used to be the richest man in the world, right? Or yeah. at least in America, definitely. He used to be the richest man in the world. And then and Bezos took over, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's the second on. richest or third richest. I mean, so I, mean, I don't think he's know. even in the top five anymore because yeah, of the he dropped. in Dubai and, and um, like some of the Saudi princes. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, guess what? When it comes to us, he is mega rich. Listen, oh, yeah. listen. Oh, if, I, if I'm on the top 500 of that list, I'm yeah. okay. I, yeah, I'm happy. Top million, actually. Um, I was reading an article. I mean, a few memes, and you know, people responded to it, and everybody was talking about sliding into Bill's DM. <laughs> We're talking about sliding to Bill's DM. We talked about sliding the DMs last week, if y'all, if y'all were watching. But I thought that was hilarious. But I mean, look, you can slide into the, his ex-wife's or his future ex-wife's DMs too, because. You know she gonna be all right too. Yeah, I'm yes, just saying. Yes, Listen. she's doing fine. Yeah, I'd like to say that I appreciate the both of them for for being committed to not spoiling their kids. They talked about the fact that you know, with with all the the resources and, and flat out money that they had, they made a decision really early on in their in their relationship that they weren't gonna overly spoil their kids and that a lot of the money that they uh you know gain throughout the time would go to philanthropy and not to their children, which I appreciate. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. can I just interject here? I mean, they have all the money. It seems like they have done well with their kids. Uh, apparently for some of us, it's like they had everything, but yet there's something missing. And what is that something mm. at this time? Is it a, a spiritual thing? I mean, for them, they've done a lot for, you know, to help the poor, you know, the disadvantaged. I mean, I was just wondering what is it that she wants to do that differently with her life and he with his life. And I think it's a great thing that they've been able to come together and agree to do it and not fight whatever, you know, like a lot of marriages go. So what is it that they're looking for at this point? Is it a spiritual mm. adventure? What is it? Maybe we'll get a book out of the divorce. We'll see. Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll get some answers. Idea. All right, let's go to the next one, the next topic. I'm trying to decide. All right, let, okay, let's talk about the Will Smith dad pick, the dad bod picture. Oh my gosh, listen, I am excited because I was like, oh shoot, there's a place for me. I can go ahead and... Uh, Show off what I what I got. I could do the little pose, you know, stand up and how do you do it? looking good to me. I was like, what's wrong? Because you don't get you're you're a real person. You expect reality. You know what I mean? Like we also used to these celebrity bodies and all the stuff that we see on social media. Like you still are in touch with what a dad bod is supposed to look like. Right. 
But he was, po I mean, he looked like Superman posing, didn't he? Mm -hmm. like, yes. He looked like somebody's uncle. He did. He did look like somebody's <laughs> uncle. Like, it was like, oh, okay. Not Uncle Will. Mm -mm. He definitely did look like, what's his character in uh, Mike Bad Lowry. Yeah, he didn't look like Mike Lowry. He, oh, he, he needed to hit the gem a little bit. But yeah. apparently, he, this is, of course, anything that the Smiths do, there is always something intentional. We'll talk about that during our... Um, Head, heads up. So apparently, I think he has something planned, doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he I has don't... a YouTube. There's a whole YouTube special that he's getting ready to do on wellness and fitness or something. That's what the root. That's what the word is on the street. And so they're going to kind of document how he's going from that to getting back to Mike Lowry. You know, oh. but, but yeah. So apparently, you know, with, everything they do is very intentional. Sure. And I mean, you can't can't be mad about it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Still, still, still right. You've seen all, but all the celebrities kind of joined in. Like I think, uh, um, um, what's his name in Blackish? Um, David oh. and no, uh, and, uh, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson did one. A whole bunch of the different um, the different actors did little poses to um, to resemble it. They were like, well, if you can get away with it, will we could do it too? <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness, I, I thought it was great. I wasn't mad at all. And speaking, <laughs> speaking of pictures, did you guys see the Serena Williams picture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys just showed me that. That's a mess. Go ahead. What does she have? To, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's you speechless. It's so like, apparently, so let's explain. So let's explain because I think my mom she doesn't understand what what happened. What what talk talk about what what happened with Serena Williams? Sure, I'm so sorry, Miss Pamela. So Serena Williams apparently posted this picture on her social media, mm -hmm. which showed her she looked very like whitewashed, very like lightened, and um, it was just it was not a good picture. Not even just from the whitewashing point, like she looked very lighter skinned. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother you know conversation ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't, it was a bad picture, it was bad makeup. And at first I thought it was like someone had edited it, you know, another person's picture on her body. Mm -hmm. But apparently it, it was her who posted it and she she removed it. But you know, in social media world, if you have it up there for a second, it's too late. <laughs> yeah. It's screenshot and share. So you can't remove What's anything up? then? No. But isn't that a shame? I mean, we're supposed to be the now woke society but at the same time what has occurred to us and i'm talking about african americans that we don't love what was so wonderfully made about ourselves that she would go that far to bleach herself well i don't she didn't literally bleach herself but the picture Look, was bleach. very lightened yeah what yeah. just is there any explanation as to why she was doing that or she just did it for fun or something? I, I don't know, Chris. I'm, I'm still kind of trying to map that out myself. I just know that it was an uproar. Like everybody was just in an uproar, of course, you know, like Serena is beautiful. Why, why did you feel right. like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, but. So, so was she, was she posting, was she posting it for like, she doing some kind of ad campaign or something? Mm, I think she was in the process of doing some ad campaigns, although I don't know what this one was for specifically. Honestly, uh -huh. if, that's, if that's the case, that's a little bit more disturbing because if she was going, getting ready to do ads and felt like she needed to do that as opposed to the Serena 
we all know, then, uh, you know, that speaks to the fact of what Mike mom was talking about, about not, you know, just embracing who you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 You know, so I think we have it. Is she going to do? Oh, my oh, God. There's a picture. There's a picture. Oh, that's sad. That's drastic. Yeah, that's wow, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah that's Michael Jackson is. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's what that's what my thought was. Oh, that's Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah, she she needs because to it's not to me, it's not becoming. No, I mean, it's, it's no. not and, and and what are we saying to us as a people and as women, as yeah. a black woman? You know, it's yeah. like yeah. black is beautiful, you know, we oh, come in all oh, shades. But exactly. to yeah. alter, you know, what that her daughter, what's that saying to that child that's exactly. already to face something because she got a white daddy and an African American mom, and then you got exactly. mom and exactly. breach like that, you know? Oh, that's, wow, that's not well, a good unfortunate. Wow, that is a that is unfortunate. You guys but are bringing up some good thoughts. Yeah, you bring up some good up. Yeah, we gonna have we we that gives us some ideas for some next show. But I think uh, let's go ahead and pay a bill, Crystal. Yeah. (laughs) Twenty twenty gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in twenty twenty one, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So we were talking a little bit about this. We kind of alluded to this a little earlier about uh, the power of intention. And uh, that kind of lends itself to uh what i want to talk for heads heads up today my heads up today is just that the power of intentionality i remember when i was a kid there was a situation and i don't necessarily remember all the outs of the situation but there was a situation where i had hurt a friend of mine um like i physically hurt them and um it i mean it was pretty significant oh i know what it was it was it was a uh, (laughs) mom i don't think you knew about this but this was in elementary school um, <laughs> a buddy of mine were playing around and um, he had hit me with a book. It was nothing major. We were standing in line. And then I actually took this, the book and hit him back. But he was very dramatic and he, um, you know, he got dizzy and he actually acted like he was out. It was a whole lot of extra stuff. And I got called to the principal's office about it. And I didn't necessarily get in trouble for it because uh, the principal determined that I wasn't trying to hurt Chris. Like, you know, my intentions, I was not being deliberate about trying to hurt him. I was just trying to get him back for what he did to me. You know, he hit me with the book. Hi, I'm going to hit him back with the book. There we go. And so with that, I really learned a lesson of the power of intentionality, that there are some things that happen in our lives where the question becomes, did we mean for it to happen or did it just happen? Um, whenever you do something intentional, it means it is done on purpose and deliberate. And one of the things, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Bill Gates and we even mentioned um, 
uh, Bezos, and we talked about Serena for some other things. We talked about Will Smith. I mean, these are people who are pretty successful in what they do. And every last one of them, the common denominator is that they are very intentional about what they do. Serena was is intentional about being a tennis player. Like, you know, and what does that mean to be intentional about being a tennis player? She goes out and she practices. She makes sure she's fueling her body with the right, uh, the right things nutritiously so that she can actually uh, perform the way she needs to perform. Um, she's very intentional about, I remember in the heat of the pandemic, there were certain tournaments that she did not participate in because she did not feel as if it was a safe environment. And she was intentional about that because she recognized that, you know, there was something that she wanted to get to. And in order for her to get there, she had to do certain things. Um, we talk about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I mean, he was intentional. I remember being back in college and we would try to cut, you know, uh, the price of our books. You know, I go to the bookstore on campus, a book with maybe $86, but on Amazon it's $53. And so we used it. Little did I know that the books were coming from his garage, right? And now he has warehouses literally all over the world. Why? He was intentional about it. You know, he had a plan that he was being intentional about. Uh, he was putting himself in a position where he said that um, now you can go to Amazon and get practically anything. I was watching Real Housewives of uh, New Jersey the other night, we, we were kind of watching it and um, Teresa was cleaning out her garage and there were 100,000 Amazon boxes. And so you think about the, the, the rich and famous shop at Amazon, right? And you look at it, Jeff Bezos and, and, and what he did, he was intentional. And so the question becomes, what are you intentional about? You know, what is it that you, you say that these are things that you want to get these are things that you want to do. These are things that you want to have. Have you been intentional about it? Like, what have you done to be intentional? There's a great quotation by Richie Norton that says, intentional living is the art of making our own choices before others' choices make us. Wow, think about that. Intentional living is the art of making our own choices before others' choices make us. I mean... Listen, I, like the rest of them, have some things that I want to do in my life. And in order to be able to do those things, I need to be intentional. Uh, we, we're on the 3060 Transformation Challenge, and uh, I've been intentional about making sure because there's a certain number I want to get to when it comes to my weight. By the way, everybody, I'm uh, 50, I mean, I'm sorry, 5.2 pounds lighter than I was this point Saturday, last Saturday. So we're praising God for that. But what, what led to that? I was intentional. I'm intentional about what I put in my body. I'm intentional about what times I eat. I'm intentional about some of the things that I did. We had some situations uh, that came up this week, you know, found out some bad news about my car uh, that we need to get a new engine for it. And we're not sure if it's going to be covered. But I had to be intentional about not, not going back to my old habits of eating away my pain because that's what I used to do. Right. And I still feel. Nope, oh, and this is the piece of it. I want you to understand something. You can still be intentional about something, but still have uh, temptations, right? You can still have um, things that you used to do to be able to handle and cope with those things. But the key is how do you surpass it? So with that being said, I want you to think about what it is that you are saying that you want to do. What are you being intentional about it? Um, and, and, and I think that that's what we got for our heads up today. So there's the power of intentionality. That's what our heads up is. 
Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. All righty. Well, Mother's Day is tomorrow. I'm going to be intentional about getting gifts for Mother's Day. That's good. That's good. That's good. Christina's giving you the high five, the air high five about that. She's excited about the gifts. Very good. All right. Um, so we wanted to do a little something because, uh, you know, this is always just a nice opportunity to kind of, um, you know, do something a little different. And so moms, Miss Ethel, Miss Pam, um, wanted to kind of just ask a little bit, you know, there are some listeners out there in Headspace, in the Headspace universe who, you know, have some questions about, you know, motherhood or, um, or, or, you know, just some things that it's always nice to know about it. And to be honest with you, you don't have to be a mother to still be able to glean some of this. And so I kind of want to throw some questions out at you and kind of get your take. And the first question out the gate is, um, what is it that you know now that you wish you had known when you when you showed up for the job of being a mother? So I guess, you know, since I'm your firstborn, Ma, um, <laughs> when, uh, when I reared my head, into the world and I breathed uh, real air and not what was in your uterus. Um, what? <laughs> wow. What, what is something? We, we, we're in there with the picture. You get it. You get it, don't you, Chris? I reared my head in the real world and not the uterus. I mean, that's what happened, right? That's what's going on. No, you were a C-section, baby. Oh, so that's a different conversation. Okay, well, yes. I mean, but I still had to get out of my, your uterus, right? Oh, please. <laughs> the, question, Mike, the, question is, the question is, what What do you wish you had known, now that you know you, you've been in it, what do you wish that someone, you know, you had known then that you know now? And either you can start with that question. Mm, that's a, I think one thing that I wish I had known when I had you was that I don't have all the answers mm. and that you do need a standard, what I call Jesus, to be that standard for me to trust because without that, you will be faced with a lot of doubt and insecurity because you got this little life in your hands and you don't want to make mistakes that you remember some that you experienced with your parents. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. good. That's good. How about you, Miss Ethel? What, what what would you say to that? I I say um in being a mother, it's very complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, because you look at you look at your mom and the sacrifices. When I think about my mom, I think about the sacrifices that she made for us, you know, through, you know, raising us and uh, all of the things that's involved in, in raising a child, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the biggest things is 
you know, especially today, educating, you know, your children. I know one of my things was that I wanted all of my children to go to college and and do well. And but you really need to have a a plan per se for that. And because, you know, when I was raised, it was seven of us, none of us really talked about going to college. And my one of my brothers, Paul, who is just as far as I'm concerned, he's a genius. He went to he went to uh, Polly back in the day. And uh, but it's all about planning. And um, I think I had it in my head, but I didn't really have that example with my my mom or my dad. My dad was a self-made man. I mean, he did well for himself. He, uh, when he was 12 years old, he left home and raised himself literally. But he did build his own business, grocery store back in the 50s. And he did very well. So I, I know it's good to plan but I think, you know, as a parent, you have to set the example. I guess that's the, the bottom thing. And that's so that your kids can look at you and say, you know, so-and-so, you know, because all kinds of things happen, you know, when you're raising a kid. So you have to have a plan. And I can honestly say that I didn't have a plan per se because I didn't have parents that, you know, set a plan. But as I grew it and matured and, you know, had friends I saw and being in the church, I really learned a lot about, you know, educating and what you really need to do, be an example for your children. Mm -hmm. And that's what's it. important. Amen. I love it. That is excellent. Thank you all for sharing that. Um, what is something when you think back to um, uh, the moments of, you know, you're looking at Christy, you're looking at me, what, uh, can you think of a time when you like just have to laugh at, <laughs> laugh at us like yeah like you saw what was going to happen but you didn't uh you couldn't say anything or you were just like yeah this is gonna i'm just gonna sit back and and eat my popcorn and, and watch it unfold whatever moments like that that you as a mom kind of just sat back and said you know what unfortunately i'm gonna have to let this one play out um and see and and, and see where it goes even though you already know where it's going to go that yeah. you kind of had to do that. What was that like? I I remember when you were pre, uh, class president at Randallstown, and you were to give the graduation speech, uh. and they told you that you could not use the name Jesus, and you came to your father and you talked to us about it, but we told you you had you know to pray about it and and trust what the Lord told you when you went up there and gave that speech, you said that you gave thanks to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the whole auditorium got up and clapped. And that's when I knew, you know, I had to let you go and make your own choice. I wanted to, I wanted you to do what you did do, but I knew that it was a choice that you had to make. Mm. I remember that. Wow, yeah, that was powerful. Yeah, I do remember I, that. I remember that too. I, I didn't know about the backstory, but I, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. you saying that because I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it did set the tone for the rest of the speech. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And your life. Wait yeah, a minute. Randallstown High School tried to tell you you couldn't say what? 
yeah. We were, we were going we were going through a little phase that year, and, and they wanted to keep it from being controversial because it was already. I think there was already some controversy because I think uh, it was the one year where the girls and the boys wore the same color. Remember, we all wore black instead of the girls wearing the yellow, and it was it was a lot going on. And so our speeches had to be reviewed. It was it was a lot, mm-hmm. and um, I was, was told to pick it out. You know? Yeah, it was a lot. It was going on. Miss Ethel, what you got for us? Well, I mean, I can say for Christy Joy, um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> illegal always, name. You know, it's, it, I was saying to her not, you know, a few minutes while ago, you know, whenever something came up that, you know, she was caught in doing whatever, I, and she was always just great at talking her way out of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was like, so I used to say to her all the time and say to myself, oh, she's going to be a Philadelphia lawyer. <laughs> always able to get around, give you a reason why, and, you know, smooth it and move on. That's what, the, and then she's like that today, too, I think, you know, even to this day, you say whatever, and she's always got an answer. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm sure you know about that. Oh, I know, I know something about that. I'm yeah, just saying. exactly. <laughs> you know I love it. Something. I love it. It's, it's good to let your kids be who they are. Yes, yes. You know, yes. let them make their decision. If they yes. make a mistake, then they learn, you know, from that mistake. That's so sometimes right. it's, it's just great to let them go, which is what you did, mother. You you just yeah. let him. Can yes. I just say one? God worked it out. Can I say one thing in response to that, mom? One one word, uh, well, she has many words of advice that I mm-hmm. have ingrained in my head, but she, this is a powerful, one of her powerful statements. She says, if you make a bad decision, Make a make a different one, make yeah. a new one. So yeah. not to get stuck in that bad choice, you know. Yeah. Learn from it, right? Make another decision and move forward. So yeah. I really I appreciate it. that. Yeah. And and that's a great thing I think for for people. Period. Yes. If you make a mistake and you realize you've made a mistake, you made the wrong decision. Just make another decision mm-hmm. and move forward. Because if you keep thinking about what you did that was wrong, you'll be forever stuck. And it's mm. called moving forward. And that mm. way you never move forward. Mm. So, you know, mistake is sometimes you can look at it as the lesson. Yeah. You know? Yep. You better preach, Mother Ethel. I tell you what, we need, you, we need your cash app after all this is said. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well. I look, I, I, I can um, think about... Um, I'm just like for myself, uh, I don't want to be lengthy, but I always wanted to um, get my degree. And I had a friend of mine that was, you know, she was principal and and we talked a lot. And you know, I was always reading. So I was talking to her one day about um, uh, writing uh, 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 some book I was reading. And she said to me, she says, Ethel, you are always reading. She says, and you know what? She says, you really need to go on to college and get your degree. I looked at her and I said, girl, please, I don't have time for that. And it was very interesting. And it was about God's timing too, I believe, because when she said that to me, sometime, somehow it quickened something in my spirit. And would you believe that very week I went to 25th Street, Got my little transcript mm-hmm. from Douglas when I graduated, 
and uh, and the rest is history. Because uh -huh. I went to I started Morgan that September, and it took. They said it take you ten years to get it part time, and I said, God, I can't do this for ten years. I was able to do it in seven years, wow. and I came out with a three point eight seven GPA. So, just showing you. You just have to move when the time is right. So. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to have more from the moms in a few moments. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and we're going to come back and hear some more from Miss Ethel and Miss Pam. Cash at Ethel, <laughs> Ethel Stewart. <laughs> go ahead, pay the bills. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. All righty. So, um, you know what? I think uh, Chris and Christine, you guys have a couple of uh, fun questions to ask the moms. And let's see uh, what y'all may have. What's one of those questions? We're going to see how good the moms know their children. So we're asking them questions about y'all, correct? Yes, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to start off with you, Miss Ethel. Christy's favorite color. Now, that's a good question. Uh-oh. Shaking my head. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. She don't know. Take a guess. Take a guess, Ma. I'm going to say blue because I really don't know mm -hmm. what my favorite color is. Blue? <laughs> I really don't know. Ma, it's green. Oh, is Remember it? Remember oh. the wedding was green and purple? And oh. Lord. <laughs> I'm taking a DNA no, test. I, look, <laughs> excuse me. Can I interject here? She just well, bought a, a table set down here, and it's got green chairs. So, okay, I should have picked it up. From there. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what you got, right, Ma? Miss Pam. I, 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 orange. I, I don't. You know what? Orange, orange has become yeah, a favorite color of mine. Orange, I do like orange, but blue. It's blue. Okay. But orange is a secondary color. I mean, hello, Headspace with Dr. Mike. The colors are navy and orange, right? And so I do I do gravitate towards orange. So so my you you got it kind of right. It's okay. You got it kind of right. All right, what Chris, you got for us, Chris? Yeah, Chris. All right, I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep it going with so Miss Pamela, what was Michael's biggest fear as a child? Oh boy. Bugs. My what life. bugs? Specific kind? Were there any kind of specific bugs? Bugs, bugs, all bugs. That's specific enough. Bugs. Yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to the cicadas in a few days. <laughs> so, so what did you do, Michael, when they crawled on you? We, we're not talking about this. Run, um, Miss Ethel. What we gonna answer the question, please? <laughs> Now, you can't ask me the question. She tried to ask me. Is the I don't remember. I was a kid. I don't know. But you know, I think for me now, I have to be honest about this. When Christy was a baby, I was working, 
And my mother was my caregiver for Christy. And I can't say that I remember Christy really having any real fear as a kid. So she came out the womb this way. Okay. Fearless. Okay. The next no. question then. No fear. <laughs> Christy, if you had to answer the question, fearless. what would it be? You it ain't getting off bugs, that easy. Mike, it wasn't bugs. <laughs> it wasn't bugs. Okay. I see what we're doing now. Okay. Yep. Shot fired. Okay. Yep. 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 What's the next question, y'all got? What's the next question? Christine, just so Christine, since we came back, we got color. We got oh Michael was afraid of bugs. Just so Wait you know, a minute. Now, why are we going back to that? Why are we <laughs> going to just move on? Her. We have to make sure that she's aware that Michael's fear was bugs. Christine wasn't scared of anything. <laughs> okay, so I had to switch to my cell phone because my computer is not cooperating, so I can't see the questions. So you'll have to do them, and I'll just make fun okay. of Christy and Mike. Okay, so. <laughs> Miss Ethel, uh -oh. uh, what she was said, uh -oh. Chris, what was Christie's biggest regret? Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. Christie's like, you should what know. What Look at her face. She doesn't know. Did you? What was your biggest? She doesn't know. She probably doesn't know this. I do have a regret of not going into professional tennis because I really love tennis. Wow. I was good at tennis and I did not pursue it. So I do regret that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have had no clue about that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. I learned something new today. Okay. Yeah. I learned something new today and I absolutely yeah. love tennis too. I didn't know that. Me about too. You got to oh, play. After I, I drop the load. Yes, we all going to have to play. I like tennis as well. Oh, wait, wait. I, I don't want to play y'all. I, I just want to watch. I'll watch you and Michael play. How about that? I'll keep score. You bring me, me a tail, I'll be, I'll be the umpire. All right, Michaela, you're up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really think there's two, but the biggest, I think, is completing his book. Mm, yeah. I think that's a big regret. And the other is being able to get on his roller coasters. It's not too late. Mm -hmm. We're working on it. Thank well, you. Well, I, I definitely would say I, there have been several times in our Wednesday calls that he has told us that this mm -hmm. headspace thing is on the way to being a book. So yeah, I yeah. think that is still on the radar. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the roller coaster right? too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you say, Christine? What's the answer? That, that those are yep. Those are. I think other regret is too is that I didn't uh, follow through with piano lessons. And practice. Yeah, I can identify. I, 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 think, I won't go. I won't go throw that up in your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sherelle and I, Sherelle and I talk about that all the time about how yeah. if we had just stuck out the piano, if we just practiced like we were supposed to, and y'all would have been, been able to control. Listen, y'all would have been able to control me now. I, mm. <laughs> if I have time for one more question. Hey, yeah, my. we got time for one more question. Yeah, what, yes, one more question. Okay. The, the last one, I don't know who wants to go first, Miss Ethel or Miss Pamela, whichever one, but what was the time you wanted to kill your child? Oh, yeah, this is what I was waiting on. I should have started with that question. <laughs> I'm scared. You can just name one. We're sure that there was something. I know the answer to this yeah, one. Yeah. No, the, I think the one time when he started driving, and I think every parent can relate to this, 
and uh, he was coming from church with his sister in the car and he comes in and Michael has a flair for the dramatic, as you all know. No. And he comes in and tells me, I have good news and I have bad news. Which do you want first? <laughs> this is my car you're coming in with. And I said, well, of course, I want the bad news. And when I go outside, my, my, my daughter's talking, you should have told her, you should just go on and tell her. My, uh, passenger side mirror is gone. It's gone. Oh boy! Where'd you put the mirror, Michael? Wait a minute. What you say? Where'd you put the mirror? <laughs> While well, we had it, it. Oh no! It was gone. It, no, it, was, it was on gone. the beltway. It was it on the beltway, the and somehow another week. Going on the vice town road, you hit the little. Yeah, you know, the beltway is always under construction. Yeah, REL yeah. took it. Yeah. And it wasn't the car as much as the mental picture that was in my mind. I know if something was wrong with his sister, I didn't know what it was. All you had just come in and tell me what happened. <laughs> but he had to be the dramatic. Yeah, I could have drug it out. Yeah, he dragged, yeah. All right, Miss Ethel. My time was when I walked, I woke up one morning about two o'clock. And for whatever the reason, I went downstairs and looked in the <laughs> And it was like, girlfriend was not in the bed. Oh. Mm -hmm. And she had made up all this little stuff under the covers and she was in the bed. And it was like, well, where in this girl this time of the morning? Only to find out I called her sister, Lisa, and she had snuck out with the neighbor's daughter, Danielle, and they had gone down to the townhouses like about 10 blocks away in Kings Park mm. and, and went to a party oh. and had big fun and then came back and it was like oh what she forgot to tell you is not only did I have the bed stuff with, with clothes and pillows but on the pillow I had some of my fake hair so <laughs> I bed. oh yeah I forgot that I'm, I'm very creative <laughs> I think we got to pay some bills on this. I Wow. Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. Wow. 
Mm. Well, moms, we have to say thank we could have we could have let this go on even longer. But um I think it's probably best that we go ahead and just uh transition now because uh oh man, that was some good stuff. <laughs> right. What's the next topic of what's the segment? But moms, uh, before before we go, um happy Mother's Day to both of you. you. Uh we love you, you so much. Uh, we love you so much and thank you so yeah. much. You're more than welcome to stay on with when we talk with Marvin or um you have been released of your obligation for this morning and we will uh we'll add a little extra to your mother's day gift for tomorrow so we love you so much thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you so much we love thank you. you for having us yes definitely happy mother's day y'all thank you well team we are at a you know as i mentioned a little earlier we are you know we're in this season we, we talk about politics and one of the things that i have been doing a lot of studying in <laughs> One thing I've been doing a lot of studying on is uh, just the generational shift that we're in. Um, you know, for the first time in a long time, we have like five to six generations that are working and living and just together. And so uh, I wanted to bring on a, a childhood friend of mine and, and somebody who has been um, I got a story about this. So I'm going to let him come on first. and I'm going to tell the story. So as, it's my privilege and honor to introduce Brother Marvin James. What's up, Brother Marvin? How you doing, man? What's going on, family? Uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, here. Uh, let yes. me know coming in clear. Uh, we know how these digital uh, things. So y'all let me know if I'm coming in clear. We got you a little, you're coming in a little choppy, but um, I think we're going to be okay. So thank you for hanging out. I saw, so great story. One, one story I got is that Marvin and I grew up together in church. And I remember when him, when he was a wee little lad, and uh, we knew that he was going to be doing big things in his life. Um, we knew he was going to be doing big thing in his life when he, um, you know, got older. And sure enough, he has. But I have to tell you, so uh, about a couple years ago, I was uh, experimenting with Uber and Lyft. I was actually doing an experiment with it. So I did a little bit of driving. And I pulled up at this, this location in Baltimore and a gentleman gets in and he says, um, we need to go make another stop and we got to go pick up um, another person. And I was like, OK. And so then he was like, so then we just got to talking. And he said, yeah, he said, um, you know, I don't know how we got on this subject, but he basically said he's about to be the next. Go he's going to be the governor of Maryland one day. And he's like just really, you know, up to big things and all this other stuff. And so I'm like, oh, OK, I can't wait to see who this who this fella is. And so all of a sudden. Here Marvin comes walking out the building and getting in my car. He's the one that we've been waiting on. And I'm sitting here like, you know what? I can't even be mad because <laughs> I knew he was destined for greatness even when he was a young boy. And so I just want to say, man, it is an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Headspace with Dr. Mike for a few moments. Uh, we welcome you to the, um, to the, 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 the show today, man. It's so good to have you, man. Definitely good to have you. I'm glad to. Uh, yeah, I apologize that my um, my signal is choppy, choppy. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely glad to be here. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, but uh, with you all, and of course, Happy Mother Day, everyone here today. As well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, man. So you know, Harvey, you've been doing quite a bit. Now we we know you. Um, you know, a lot of you know, grew up in the church. You're a church boy, um, so to speak. But you actually. Uh, have been really making, um, you know, making strides in the world of politics. And uh, I think I mentioned a little earlier at the beginning of the show, 
that you, you know, you're a millennial and, um, you know, it's, it's now we're starting to see Gen Xers, millennials starting to really kind of come to the forefront and kind of take the lead. Talk to us a little bit about what has gotten, what got you interested in participating in politics and why it is something that um, has become a passion of yours. So it definitely was no uh, to politics. Um, as you already know, and uh, your mom, all of you all, all good friends of our family, we're, we're church kids. And so there was nothing about in my destiny um, that looked like uh, politics. Uh, I actually probably got into politics uh, because I left um, at that time was studying uh, seminary and um, or was on my way to seminary and um, was like, I just, I can't do it. Um, I was, you know, on route to, to take over my dad's church and all the other stuff. And I was like, I can't do it. Uh, I get to University of Baltimore and uh, I wanted to be a radio broadcaster. And I end up taking uh, a communications class, a marketing, a campaign marketing class. I'm thinking that it's um, marketing like campaigns, it's actual political campaigns. Ah. I'm failing, I'm doing a horrible job. I don't like my professor. Uh, my professor tells me, look, I'll let you graduate with a C minus if you go and hear this uh, young senator that's coming into town, um, uh, young, uh, young man who's running for Senate uh, that comes into town. I think that he'll do well uh, by you'll you'll do well by going, uh, and no one knew. And he said his name was mad funny, and I couldn't pronounce it. And um, he was like, he's from Chicago, but you know, I think that you'll really enjoy him. Uh, so I go there. I lump. I have to go all the way down to Annapolis. Um, I get there, and there is a guy by the name of at that time State Senator uh, Barack Obama, and. Oh. Um, he's doing his rounds on the Dem Party circuit, and really, there's just a light bulb that goes off. And so, literally, that is the impetus of my journey uh, into politics. And I've just I've been here ever since. Get out of here, man! That's a that's an awesome story. So, talk to us a little bit because you you've been doing some things. This is not just local stuff that you're doing. A uh, matter of fact, I think I was on Facebook and I saw you hanging out with uh, the Stacey Abrams. Now, did you work on her? gubernatorial campaign um talk talk to us a little bit about some of the the campaigns you've uh, had the opportunity to work on yeah so um i have worked uh i've been blessed really to operate on the electoral politics side which means that my side is different from the actual governing side um okay. i've been blessed really to to work with um uh, Lieutenant Governor Anthony Brown, uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, Barack Obama was my first campaign. Um, I've worked with pretty much for every mayor in the last election from uh, Catherine and um, uh, um, I ran uh, Ivy Bates campaign for state's attorney. Uh, and then, of course, the one that has kind of lifted me up in the last um, couple of months is uh, I ran um, a good friend of mine campaign, uh, Brandon Scott, who is now currently the mayor of Baltimore City. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, it is it's been a, it's been an interesting journey uh, thus far. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I've been really blessed to, to do some really great things. And I, I try to uh, I know people love to kind of pump up uh, the resume and it is a big deal. 
Um, uh, but uh, if you know my mother and you know my, my dad, um, no one is exalted here. You're just regular Degler Marvin, and you're going to keep uh, that entire uh, persona the rest of your life. So I, 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 can, I tend to stay that way. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, dude, you're not old. Right. And I'm just there's no way to, to say that well, you're not like when you think of campaign managers, you think of people who um, work with the candidates, you think of older people. Right. You you definitely don't fit that profile. Talk to us. You know, you're younger. Like, are you do you get the respect that you you feel that um, that you would probably expect to have in the roles that you've been playing? And also with that, you know, what what is the message you would give to other millennials who are saying, you know what, I think I want to make a difference in this area. What's some word of advice that you would offer to them? Yeah, so um, to, to, to bluntly uh, answer your question, no. Um, this space is absolutely earned, particularly being a person of color, uh, particularly being a African-American male. Uh, this is just not our space. It's not our round. Uh, less than one percent i think actually the actual number is less than 0.5 percent of all campaign managers uh general consultants in politics are actual uh, african-american men uh, men uh and so you have to demand it um you know i come from a very um humble family but a family that taught me how to demand respect uh not to take no stuff and so you really do have to walk in those spaces confidently. You have to walk in those spaces knowing your stuff. Um, unfortunately, it is, um, you know, talented tiff uh, type of, you know, ethos in that area, which means that you do have to be much better than the mediocre uh, person. You know, I use this example all the time. Um, I have friends, we both started out with organi as organizers, which is very much kind of like the entryway into politics. Um, and, you know, they were leapfrogged, um, you know, to running campaigns, you know, after one uh, campaign where, you know, I had to do a lot of work, I had to travel, I had to do a lot of networking. And so really what I would be telling people is, number one, love what you do. Um, this is a passion of mine. Um, I can literally not get paid uh, to do this. And I'll do, uh, I, a lot of times I link what I do to servanthood, um, you know, I, in church. Uh, we learn a lot of uh, being able to serve people uh, at an early age. Uh, and when you develop kind of that grace, that level of empathy, understanding people, um, the psychology of being able to get people to do something um, is a very special gift. And so uh, it really has helped elevate me to the space of where I am today. And so every young person that I come in contact with Every person that's even in my age bracket, right? I tell them that you really do have to love this, but also more importantly, you have to be on top of your game. This is not the space where you get to lag and not to know what's going on. You have to be 10 steps ahead. Um, my, you know, little uh, uh, thing that people love to, you know, I, I, I consider myself accessible and I'm pretty public. I'm on Facebook and social media, but I don't. Uh, brand myself as a campaign manager per se. You know, I don't have a website like other people. I don't have, uh, you know, uh, uh, 5,000 numbers and all the other stuff and secretaries. Um, and so, you know, the, the joke, the inside joke is that, you know, you're our Olivia Pope. Um, and um, it's, you know, it, I allow people to say that. I don't say that. Um, but, you know, I don't, I find people, 
I don't allow them to find me. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, that's, that's kind of how I work. And more importantly, you see every day I'm working towards something. And so that's, that's really my, my advice and what I would be telling people every day to kind of get to. Man, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a few moments today. Um, is really a treat to have you and uh, we wish you all the best as uh, you're working through some things. Tell Mayor Scott, we are, um, we're here, you know, we're, we're here to see him be successful here in Baltimore, man. And if, if he ever wants to spend some time with us on Headspace, uh, let him know we are here on Saturdays, man. So we would love to have him. So thank you for hanging out with us, Marvin. Absolutely. Love you, family. And again, happy Mother's Day. And then, of course, uh, always, always, always love uh, to your mom and to your family. Know how much you all uh, mean to us. And uh, we, we really appreciate you for having me. Thank you, brother. Love you as well. Love you back. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace Space DM. We want to, we want to keep you up to date on our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram, on Instagram or Facebook. Or Facebook. The, next the next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Well, what a treat today was, man. Oh, the moms decided to stay on and stay with us. Again, wish you all a very merry, um, happy Mother's Day. Christy, happy Mother's Day to you. Christine, happy Mother's Day to you. Definitely have to give a happy Mother's Day to my beautiful bride of 11 years as of uh, a couple in a couple of weeks. We'll be celebrating 11 years. So uh, definitely. Also want to just say a prayer for those people who are missing their moms this year and those who are missing their children. So it's yes. important to note that and pray for those Absolutely. people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that, Christy. Thank you for that. Well, with that being said, I wish you all of God's many blessings on each and every one of you to all of our headspacers out there. We love you all. And until next week, peace. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice meeting for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week. <laughs>